goal setting needs an upgrade, especially for modern home-loving women with big dreams. We're done with goal setting systems that pump you up, then introduce massive tension between your goal and your daily responsibilities, and then leave you feeling like a failure. But we're also not into fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants living where your days are spent reacting to each situation without making real progress on the things that matter most to you. We're here, and we think you are too, because we care about living intentionally. We know that you have dreams that you want to see fulfilled, goals that you want to accomplish, and goodness that you want to bring into the world. Which is why we're spending this special season of our podcast diving all the way into the Rooted Goals system. I'm Clary. And I'm Shelby. This is Make Space to Thrive. Do you want your goals to resonate over the long haul? Other goal-setting systems start by asking what you want for your life. But our system, the Rooted Goal System, starts by asking how you're uniquely called as a disciple of Jesus to show up in the spaces of the world that He has placed you. So this season, we are taking a deep dive into our Rooted Goals System. So Rooted is an acronym, and it stands for R, Rooted in Your Core Calling, O, Organically Growing Out of Your Context, O, Outline for clarity, T, tailored to your lifestyle, E, etched into your memory, and D, developed by providence. So today we are talking about R, the first letter. How do you know if a goal is truly rooted in your core calling? So we're made in the image of God, which means we have daily responsibilities, but also passions and ways that we're called uniquely to cultivate life and creatively steward resources. Knowing this becomes the foundation um, for our lives. It's what makes us so passionate about intentional living. Knowing your core calling and rooting your goals in it helps you to not feel pressured to be enough for every single opportunity that you encounter or every single goal that you feel like you could set or leaning into every expectation that comes to you. If you know your core calling, then you know what does and what does not line up with what God has called you to do. Because God has called you to show up specifically in the relationships and passions and influence He has given you. And honestly, the whole point of this step is to figure out what really will motivate you to address your biggest hindrances to living meaningfully and intentionally. So it feels like this really big subject, and it is, but we really want to make it super practical and like where you can see how this connects to your day-to-day life. And we want to start with those pain points. So those biggest pain points in your life, they're throwing you off, right? And those are obstacles that if they're left unmet, they're going to hinder you from really showing up for those deeply important aspects of your life. You know that. And maybe you don't know what to do with those obstacles. And this step, getting rooted in your core calling and setting goals that are rooted in your core calling will help you to have the motivation to overcome those obstacles. We'll talk about how all that works in this episode. 
But rooting your goal in your core calling is really about living deeply and intentionally with a long-term view about how the decisions that you're making today are really connected to and impacting your future and the future of the people that you love. It's also about getting really honest about what the Lord is leading you to do and who you've been given to care for and the needs that they may have and the resources that you've been called to steward wisely and to multiply and also to get very honest about the unique strengths that you've been given so that you can leverage those strengths so that you can truly follow through on these goals that are rooted in your core calling. And I think it's so good to remember just right up front that a core calling is not necessarily flashy. Mm -hmm. Like very few of us will have an experience like Paul of a bright light and suddenly being handed our life's work in a moment. Instead, for most of us, our experience will be much more keyed into daily faithfulness by daily listening to the Holy Spirit's leading. Your core calling spans a lifetime, but you only have access to know the past and to know where you are presently. You don't know where the Lord is going to take you necessarily. And so you do the work that you can, and you lean into the areas that you need to, the ways you need to grow, and you trust that through prayer and discipline, the Lord will continue to lead you each day, each week, each year as you grow and follow Him. If you feel like you don't have absolute clarity on your core calling, that doesn't mean that you can't move forward. It just means that you're taking the next right step as the Lord gives it to you and continuing to work through the process of discerning um, the giftings that He's given you, the responsibilities, all of those things that Shelby just talked about. And there are aspects of your core calling that you do have clarity on. You are a human made in the image of God. That is going to impact how you show up in your day-to-day life, right? Um, If you're married, then your marriage is a big part of your core calling. If you have children, then your motherhood's a big part of your core calling. Your career or elements of it um, may be a really big part of your core calling. And that is something that you can really sit down and really think through. But if all of this is really resonating with you and you're like, yeah, I really need more clarity in my core calling before I move forward effectively. I really need to take some time to think about these things. I want my next right step goal to be something that is truly rooted in my core calling, well, the whole first section of our workbook will help you to take some time to really sit with this question, to to journal out some ideas. It will unpack a lot of aspects of your core calling. And we also, in addition to the workbook, want you to be able to use the resources you already have, trusted friends or family members that you can sit down with and say, you know, what insight do you see into my core calling? What aspects, you know, can you see the giftings that God has given me or the places that he has put me that um, I do unique work or have a unique thing to offer or unique passion? And just remember that discovering your core calling, it really spans a lifetime, but maybe the first goal you set is to do more work on your core calling. If you feel like that's what you need to be able to move forward, um, like Shelby was saying. Yes. And honestly, This whole part of the workbook, it's a lot to think about, a lot to take in at the beginning, but it's so important. And that's why we do have this at the beginning, because we want you to at least be thinking long-term 
to some degree as you are thinking about what your next right step goal is. So many times we set goals just because they're popular. We saw something on social media or it's like, you know, the stereotypical, I should, it's New Year's resolutions. I should set a weight loss goal because, you know, it's New Year's resolutions. What we're trying to do is help our minds to get untethered from those unhelpful ruts that our brains can kind of go into when we think about goal setting, where we start to ask ourselves, okay, what goals should I be setting? But like in this very default way, we want to break free from unmotivating goals like those, the ones that are like a total drag when you look at them. We really want to encourage you and help you to just have the permission to set really meaningful goals that are rooted in your core calling. And honestly, they may not resonate with anyone else. And that's completely okay. You are the expert of your life. You are responsible for looking at the realities and responsibilities that you have so that you can be proactive about the things that are really going to matter in the long run. Yeah. And this is not about like what, you know, I'm going to, I'm the author of my destiny. I'm, you know, (laughs) I'm going to speak this into the future. That's not at all what we're talking about. We're not talking about scratch everything you know about yourself and all the responsibilities you have and just dream what you want to be. That's not it at all. And in fact, one of the exercises that we recommend at the start of discovering your core calling is a Venn diagram, because what it does is it actually uncovers what you're already doing that is related to your core calling. And that's a download that we will have in the podcast show notes. So you'll be able to have access to that because you can start uncovering insight into the unique way that God has positioned you to contribute by paying attention to where your responsibilities overlap with your affinities. And so the responsibilities, right? There are things we just have to do. (laughs) That word is pretty self-explanatory. You know, they are often tending to family relationships, the financial responsibilities we have, our local community, all of those things that God has ordained that are going to impact and shape our productivity and should because God has put them in our lives. But then on the affinity side, we have natural giftings and talents and passions. And honestly, some activities simply fill your cup up more than others. And that's okay. Um, It's important to admit that and to understand that affinities are normal and valid and also a part of what God gives you to lead your life. And so when you are at the very front of like asking yourself, am I setting truly rooted goals? It can give you so much insight to see whether a goal is sitting at the intersection of your responsibilities and your affinities. Because by doing that, you can leverage your strengths and also your affections or your passions to fulfill your responsibilities. And that's a really really powerful place to be. Very few of the goals that we set are just going to be total fun, right? I mean, because we do have those responsibilities and we can't neglect them just because we have decided this goal needs to happen in our lives. But also we're not just made to simply be productive for the sake of productivity. And, and so if there is a goal that you find, like this is both something I love and also something that feeds the responsibilities that I have to tend to, those are the most powerful, the most motivating goals. And you'll have ones that tend one way or the other, but that intersection is where honestly, you can find the most motivation. Well, and sometimes it takes a little bit of creative thinking to figure out how those things can overlap more. Like Clary said, some tend more towards one or the other. But if you have a goal that is tending um, a bit 
closer to the responsibility side and feels like it's lacking on the affinity side, think about what is the unique way that you can show up in fulfilling that responsibility that really does leverage your unique strengths and does leverage what you love about that opportunity and helps you to take that personality that God has given you and maximize it for accomplishing that goal. So the Venn diagram is just a great place to start. I remember the first time I ever did it, it really did clarify a lot of things in my life of why I was drawn to say yes to certain opportunities um, for service and, and to say no to others. And it took away a lot of the guilt because I realized if I say yes to an opportunity that plays to my strength, that's when I'm serving everyone well. If I say yes to an opportunity that I'm not actually that good at, like that's not actually serving a whole lot of people. It's taking energy away from me that I could use to maximize service in a different area. And it's taking opportunity from someone else who actually has those strengths. And so it's a really fun exercise. So you can find the link to the Venn diagram in our show notes and be able to download it for free. Okay, Clary, I was reaching out to people in our community and asking for any challenges that people were meeting as they were working through the goals workbook and what things they might want us to talk through. And I had one lovely lady from our community who has used the Rooted Goals workbook very successfully in her life. She's made a ton of progress over the past few months using the system to make progress on things. And so she's been very excited about it, but she did have a couple of hangups. So let's talk about them. I want to get your thoughts on the things that she has been wondering about. So she expressed that she has some goals that she needs to set, but she couldn't see exactly how those goals might be connected to her core calling. Um, She feels like she should be able to set goals that don't neatly fit into the, you know, specific categories of her life. She's like, I'm, you know, I'm a homemaker. So there's a homemaker category. There's the marriage category. There is the business that she knows she's called to grow that category, but she has some goals that kind of fall outside of those very specific and obvious categories. Do you have any advice for her, Clary? Yeah. I would just say that if you are feeling strongly compelled to set a certain goal, my hunch would be that it actually has more to do with your core calling than you may realize right in this moment. So feel free to move intuitively forward towards that goal. And I'm guessing that as she did that, she would probably learn more about her core calling as she works through that goal. Because again, a core calling comes back to the way that God has uniquely made us. And so paying attention to those unique impulses towards goals is really important. Um, So like one really fun example is a couple of years ago, my husband got really into moss, um, finding (laughs) it in our backyard, bringing it home from hikes. Um, you know, I mean, just paying attention to it in general. And he got some books on it. He got a tiny uh, magnifying glass specifically made for moss who knew such a thing existed. I love it so much. You know, and at first glance, I mean, my husband is not, you know, like a landscape artist or anything like that, that would say, oh, this directly ties to his core calling. But as he continued to enjoy this passion that was growing, it became really evident the ways that it actually did tie back to his core calling. And one of those, you know, just being that he 
is a creature made by God. And so enjoying mm-hmm. um, what his creator has given us on this earth. And I mean, it's like, you know, you go to the ocean and you're just amazed that God could create the ocean. And looking at something like moss is kind of the opposite of that. It's like you see God's glory in this minute thing mm-hmm. that honestly, like he didn't have to do, mm-hmm. you know, and even with the magnifying glass, just how the different varieties of moss. Um, and then also it was really sweet to see the way it impacted our boys of they knew dad was into it. And so like, we'd go on a walk around our neighborhood and they'd be bringing him home moss samples. And half the time they even knew the names of them, you know, and this is when they're like three and four (laughs) and it it was just so sweet, but it also for them just became something that just enabled them to see the beauty of God's creation in a really unique way. And that's such a good example of like, if Mark sat down and said like this year, my goal is to learn about moss and he got hung up because he couldn't find the link to his core calling. Like he really would have missed out, but just intuitively moving forward on something that was just growing as a passion, it became more and more evident just all the ways that it really did tie back um, to his core calling, especially as just a way of worship. I completely agree. Core calling goals are not marked by how impressive they are or how well that they would fit into some neat category. You write it down and it would be clear to anybody who looked at it that, oh yes, this person was made to do that thing. That's that's really not what we're talking about. Core calling goals are marked by meaning and Honestly, you're the best person to know how meaningful anything you're pursuing truly is to you in the long run. And even if it's like Clary said, a growing passion for something that might seem really small, like Mark's love of moss, the Lord used that desire to grow Mark's appreciation for the creator and also to inspire his sons, some unexpected, beautiful things that came out of that. And we absolutely want to encourage you to follow those types of things in your own life. And don't worry about if it makes sense in our workbook. You just keep moving forward on good things that the Lord brings your way the, the workbook just helps you whenever you need it to get grounded again, get oriented again, and have the permission to truly do things that are going to matter to you in the long run. Okay. She also wanted to know what we thought about this particular situation. She works a specific day job that technically checks all of the workbook's boxes for being a part of her core calling. So for those of you who have not used the workbook yet, The workbook will lead you through a series of questions to help you to unpack what opportunities lie at the intersection of your affinities and your responsibilities. It does in a very visual way, and it really teases a lot of these questions out. As she was going through and working through the exercises, her job kept showing up on every exercise, leading her to believe that the workbook was saying that this job was evidently part of her core calling, but that also didn't sit right with her. She knew that this job was going to be super temporary and she knew exactly what kinds of things she planned to replace this job with in the future. So if you're working through the workbook and you're noticing some really strong threads showing up, but your intuition is telling you that's actually kind of a minor thing in my life, or it's a temporary thing in my life, but this workbook is telling me that it's really core to me. Well, what do you do with that so that you don't get hung up by that? Well, I think it's really important to understand the idea of different seasons, you know, and so 
it may be that if that job is checking a lot of boxes of her core calling, it just means that she's in the right job for this season. It doesn't mean that that job is going to be the biggest part of her legacy or that she can't move on from it when she feels like it's right to do so, especially, you know, like we said, as we just follow the Lord's leading every day. And so sometimes a job, I feel like a job is such a good example because, you know, very few of us have a job that's just 100% based on our affinities. <laughs> like a lot of job, a lot of our jobs again, have both responsibilities, things that you simply have to do, and hopefully a little bit of affinities. And you might go through different seasons. Um, I mean, I can think back through my own life, jobs that were you know, almost solely responsibility-based of like, I have this job, I can do it well, so it's not like I'm incompetent and need to seek a change. But, you know, at the end of the day, I have this job to be able to put food, you know, on the table, or I have this job to be able to, you know, fill a certain need. So I I think with work specifically, it's really important to not get too hung up on that because I don't think that we are created for work to be the sole fulfillment of our core callings. I actually think you can get in a lot of trouble if you try to go that route, you know? And so our core callings are so much more broad than that. They hopefully include aspects of our work, but then should also include a lot of aspects outside of work, whether you're married or not, or have kids or not, because our lives are more than just our work or more than just, you know, the ways that we are productive. And so if I saw that in the workbook of, you you know, this one thing coming up again and again, but saying, okay, this isn't ultimately a part of my core calling. I think what I would do is I would take the time to discern what parts of this job, you know, are maybe ultimately a part of my core calling. Does it serve people in a certain way that I like? Does it allow me to do work that I, you know, hope that I can always do or, you know, figuring out the specific aspects of it, but then being willing to say, I know that this job is seasonal, and so it may be a part of my core calling for this season or a way that I fulfill aspects of my core calling, but it's not something that I feel like I have to adhere to for the rest of my life simply because it's checking these boxes. I also want to note that if you're working through the workbook, especially if you're working through it like the second or third time where you go through it, you know, once a quarter, like a lot of people in our community do, as soon as you feel oriented in any particular section, if you're looking ahead and you're like, wow, I really need to just skip to that part of the workbook in order to make progress on this real goal or to fine tune something, please do not feel held back by doing every single exercise in the workbook. We actually had another lady in our community ask about that and say like sometimes she would like to do in a very abbreviated version of going through the workbook because she goes through it once a quarter and sometimes redoing all of the rooted in your core calling section just feels very redundant. And I completely understand. I only go through the exercises in this first part of the workbook once a year. And I just do that to help myself to get grounded again, to think through everything that I have going on, to ask maybe something new has come into the picture that I really want to think about and um, maybe implement in my life a little bit more intentionally you don't have to go through this section of the workbook every time you sit down with it. In fact, if you look at the Rooted Goals acronym and you say, hmm, you know, I really need help 
outlining this goal for clarity because it seems a little overwhelming. And if I could make it more actionable, I can move forward on it. Or, you know, I really need to be reminded right now with this goal because of how it's going, how my goals are going to be developed by Providence. I just need that encouragement right now. Please feel free to just skip to whatever part of the workbook. It's going to truly support you with your goals in that season. Do not make yourself go through every part of the workbook just because you feel like it's something you're supposed to do. It's absolutely supposed to be a tool for you and not a chore. Like we talked about at the start of this episode, being confident in your core calling opens up a precious sense of freedom to move towards the things that you intuitively know are a part of your core calling, but also to opt out of things that are ultimately just not that important to you. Now, as we said, we're not talking about points of responsibility that we have to tend to regardless of how much we, you know, think we care about them, like laundry and grocery shopping and, you know, all the adult things that we have to do for daily life. But there are other things, and often there are more things than we think that are completely optional. So a great way to assess whether it's okay to just let something go because you don't care that strongly about it is to notice if I let this go, say social media, if I find that after a month, I rarely or never think about being on social media, checking social media, I'm not concerned with it, then that's a really good indicator that you didn't need that in your life. It wasn't important, an important part It's not something you actually cared about. However, if you let go of something, say meal planning, and you're like, you know, I think I'm just not a meal planner. Like that's just adding stress to my life. It's just not working. And you just say, I'm just going to let it go for this season. But then every day at five o'clock, you find yourself stressed and frenzied because you don't know what, you know, what you should grab for dinner or your meat is frozen that you plan to cook or any of those indicators where you realize, I thought I could let that thing go because I didn't care about it, but it's actually negatively impacting, you know, my day-to-day life or my responsibilities. Then that's a good indicator that you just need to reevaluate it. You know, there's plenty of ways to do it in your own style. You don't have to, you know, be intense about it, but find a way that you can bring that back into your life in a way that is life-giving and helps you tend to those responsibilities easily and without a lot of added stress. And then if you're doing the core calling exercises and you're like, man, this passion I have feels like such a big part of my core calling. And there simply is no area in my life right now where I can participate in that passion or use that passion to serve others. Take that to the Lord. You know, it may be that he will show you what needs to shift in order to make space for that thing. Or he may give you peace that you're passionate about it for a reason but that this is simply not the season to engage in that. And that is okay too. So let's talk about the benefits of going through the first section of the goals workbook and really sitting with the question of how can I set a goal that is rooted in my core calling? So first of all, a goal that is rooted in your core calling is going to matter to you in the long run, which is a really big deal for actually following through on that goal and making it sustainable the whole time. So two, it helps you to expose those pain points that are siphoning your energy from being able to tend to meaningful long-term goals. So it's really easy to get frustrated and maybe have a defeatist mentality when you think about all these areas of your life that are not working well right now, um, obstacles that you have that are holding you back from 
the things that really matter to you. But actually dealing with those things is a part of your core calling. You are called to steward your resources wisely. You're called to solve problems. You're called to live intentionally. And that does mean a lot of overcoming of obstacles. It does for all of us. But you also don't want to just like let those things sit there and you're like, oh, this is just a normal part of life. So I'm just going to sit in the chaos. You don't want to do that. Instead, you want to see it as your next right step goal to overcome those specific pain points so that you truly can show up for the things that matter most in the long run with a lot more peace. So a great example of this is that I was going to start a new curriculum with my kids Um, at the beginning of September. I was super excited. We homeschool year round, but we still love to use the back to school spirit to just refresh our homeschool rhythms and start new things. And I was really excited all the way up until it actually became the beginning of September. And all of a sudden I felt this just dragging feeling like I don't really want to start this new curriculum. And I thought, okay, that's not normal for me. I love homeschooling. What's going on? And so this is an example of how you can start to figure out what those pain points are that are kind of keeping you from making progress on those things that really matter in the long run. I knew this curriculum would be fantastic if we could just dive all the way in. It was an enrichment curriculum. So I had this frustration, this dragging feeling coming up, and I was very tempted to just procrastinate and get around to it when I felt like it. And so instead, I stopped and I said, okay, What's going on here? This is not normal for me. And I sat with it for a little while and thought about it. And I realized what was wrong was, well, I realized it whenever I was going to put something away for school and stuff started falling out of my teacher's closet. And I said, oh, this is what's wrong. I feel very backed up in keeping of all the school records from the last year. I, I don't have them organized like I would like to. I don't have easy access to our materials. So sitting down every day and doing a lesson that's going to require the t- materials that I have in the closet, like it's such a chore to navigate this closet and be able to get out what we need and get those things done. So Every morning I'm faced with this obstacle, this very annoying situation. And before I can get to the good stuff, which is doing these lessons with my children. And that's when I realized that this is my pain point, this closet. All it's going to take is, I mean, it was a big project, but it took me about a week of going ahead and putting school on maintenance mode and spending most of the time I would have spent doing that enrichment curriculum with my children, instead preparing that teacher's closet and completely organizing it, going and getting organizational bins and going ahead and setting up that record keeping system that I had been imagining, but actually getting it put into my binders so that I could begin to sort all my papers out. So that is an example of one of those like little niggling pain points, but that was truly keeping me from showing all the way up with enthusiasm for my children as we started a fresh new school year. Another benefit of rooting your goals in your core calling is that it keeps you from falling for the next fad goal that you see everyone talking about if that goal doesn't actually resonate with you. So a great example of this might be bread baking. You may suddenly have a bunch of friends that are into bread making or seeing it all over social media and you might feel that like, well, I probably should like get into bread making too. Like I need to make that a goal for this year. 
but knowing your core calling and where your passions lie and you know your responsibilities and everything we've been talking about can enable you to celebrate the accomplishments of others without feeling the need to measure up in that specific area because the truth is it may simply not be a part of your core calling the other thing that knowing your core calling can do is expose the deeply meaningful nature of things that our culture often rushes past um, and these include things that are currently being resurrected by the deep life and slow living movements, but they may also just be things that only you are passionate about and others don't immediately understand. And so it encourages you, this whole rooting it in your core calling just encourages you to take a step back, to take seriously the unique things that the Lord is leading you to notice, to learn about, to care about the things that he has put in your path um, to tend to. And feeling confident in this area, it actually unlocks a lot of fresh energy for tackling intentional living and goal setting in the way that is unique to who God has made you to be. So like I mentioned earlier when we were talking about the Venn diagram, the first time I ever did that exercise, which was probably about three years ago, it really unlocked for me a lot of um, freedom and also, like I was just saying, that fresh energy to really lean into the areas that I knew I could serve well. And so realizing that you know, when I was looking at different ways that I could volunteer, we were hosting a community group, and it was so life-giving to me and to my family, but it also was a way that we could serve kind of uniquely. We were one of the few people in um, our community group who owned a home, and not that you have to own a home, but if you live in the city, a lot of apartments are really tiny, and our community group you know, was like 20 or more people, and so we absolutely had our days of cramming into apartments, and I think there's something beautiful about that, so this is not at all to, uh, to downplay that season, but having a home and realizing how much people loved coming to a home setting um, and how much we loved having people in our home just made me say, you know, this is the primary way that we can serve our church community. And I don't have to serve in all those other ways that I know are opportunities. I can say no to those because I can say yes to this thing that is a part of our core calling. Um, another thing that I learned kind of right and tangent with that was that it was really easy in that season of life to take meals to people. Um, you know, I had, I was home with my boys, I'm cooking anyway for us. And so cooking a double batch and even driving, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes quite far across the city to take a meal in the middle of the afternoon was actually something that I could fairly easily pull off in that season of life. That was harder for other people in our community who were working full time, you know, and so had to do all of that after work or, you know, different things. And so being able to say, hey, like I actually am uniquely placed to be able to serve in these ways. And they also kind of line up with both the affinities in my life and the responsibilities. Um, it just gave me a great sense of peace and freedom to just be okay that I wasn't serving in all these other ways that were maybe, you know, more glamorous or not even glamorous, but maybe seemed more compelling to other people. I could really lean into the ways that were compelling to me. So we mentioned at the beginning of this series that we are going to be sharing our actual three goals for this past quarter and talk about how rooted goals has played out in those actual objectives in our daily life. So Clary is going to start by sharing her three goals for the past three months, what they were and how specifically they were, or maybe were not rooted in her core calling. 
So like I said in the first episode, my first goal that I've been working on is to really revamp our family rhythms and specifically to establish a rhythm of learning time with my boys. And these are just, it's so easy to see the connection to my core calling. Um, Just obviously being a wife and mother and at home, a lot of the home rhythms do fall on, you know, are my responsibility or, you know, my husband and I, we work them out together. And so Revamping our rhythms is one of the most obvious ways. Having strong rhythms, having peaceful rhythms um, is one of the most obvious ways that I can serve my family and gives our family that sense of peace. And then obviously building that rhythm specifically for learning time is also a part of my core calling because whether we homeschool our children all the way through or do it year by year, ultimately we are responsible for the education of our children. And so that starts right now with what we're doing during our learning time in the week. Going into home organization and projects, again, it's just an obvious part of my core calling because this is the home the Lord has given us. You know, this is the town He's brought us to. And so getting our home organized so that it's easier to have people over, that's something my husband and I both love and we see just as a a huge part of our core calling. And so in some ways, the home organization was sort of one of those really big pain points that we knew we had to move past in order to get back to the bigger things that we care about, like having people over. Um, And similar like that, you know, house projects, those kind of fall more on the responsibility side. Some house projects are fun to do. A lot of the ones that we have to do fall in the not so fun category, but you get them done because it's part of your daily life. And it then enables you to do all the other things with your home that maybe are more meaningful. It's so interesting that you're back in this season because you recently moved and that's how come you're needing to revamp your rhythms and uh, really tackle home organization and projects again so that you can open your home back up for hospitality just like you had you know, had discovered three years ago was just such a core part of your core calling. Exactly. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's been one of the biggest motivations because you know, there was a point this summer where we were just like, so over all the house stuff, (laughs) but you also felt like, you know, it's really hard for us to host people because the house is so chaotic or even to have, you know, guests over overnight because our guest room is currently the place where all the miscellaneous stuff is stored. And so it really did become that um, motivation to get us over that hump when we were ready to call it a day as it were. And then my last goal for this quarter was just evergreen work. And that I think really does tie into my core calling just because the Lord has given me, you know, this business to tend to. And I see the way that it affects my own life and my family's life, but also um, other women. And so, you know, taking the time to do those business projects, I know that it is feeding certain passions and certain giftings that God has given me. Okay. So my three goals for the last quarter, the last three months were to finish my final freelancing project, to reboot my early morning rhythms, and to finish revamping and copy editing the Evergreen Planner website and create niche landing pages. So let's talk about how each one does or maybe does not connect to my core calling. The first one is to finish my final freelancing project. Now, the reason it is my final freelancing project is because over the years I have done this particular freelancing work and as much as I really enjoy it. It was definitely a seasonal job. And there are aspects of the work that I could tell were not, um, they were not long-term things that I needed to continue doing because they were detracting from more central parts of my core calling. One of the 
aspects of that project is that it takes a lot of my cognitive resources for the day to complete that work, which means I have fewer cognitive resources for homeschooling and also for writing content for Evergreen Planner and um, for coaching and a lot of the other things that I know are very central to my core calling. So I have been doing those freelancing projects for the extra income. It has been a huge blessing to our family, and I'm thankful for that job as long as I've had it. But my husband and I have both agreed that it is time for me to exit and to make this final one my final one. But I've really enjoyed, though, this final project that I've had. It was amazing, too, to me how this particular one, a a few times I really just wanted to bail and not finish it and uh, and just to say, we'll, we'll figure it out financially, you know, returning money or whatever we needed to do. And, uh, because it it is, it does take a lot of time and a lot of cognitive resources, but then the Lord was really gracious because this particular project has a lot to do with education and learning about the history of education. And that's actually a huge part of my core calling. So even with this final job that I needed to just finish, do complete, meet that contract, uh, requirements and be done, the Lord even used it to bless me and to give me um, more insight and information that I do need that is related to my core calling, which I know that homeschooling and supporting other homeschool moms is a big part of. Okay, so my second one was to reboot my early morning rhythms. And so the way that I saw this is related to my core calling is that I know that a lot of the work that I do, the deep work that I do is, of course, very central to my core calling Um, for my business and coaching and different things like that. And having that time in the morning to get that deep work done before I get all the way into mom mode is very helpful for me to totally show up emotionally for my kids when it's time to get started with um, our day with homeschooling and all that. So getting up early and being able to have the time for deep work, um, also have the time for a quiet time and drinking my coffee and just meeting with the Lord for a little while before jumping into the rest of my day. Those are very obvious ways that that's connected to my core calling. But in this season, I have not been able to reboot my early morning rhythms as much as I wanted to. We're going to talk about uh, a little bit about why that happened and what my response was to that in future episodes. And then third, to finish revamping and copy editing the Evergreen Planner website and to create niche landing pages. So Evergreen Planner, my responsibilities are focused on content marketing for the Evergreen Planner. So I know that this business is a very important part of my core calling for showing up and serving women with the resources that I currently have, the insights I currently have, opportunities that God's given me here with this business. And I've seen so much fruit from it. I have a long-term view of how I think that this particular work that I'm doing may turn into other work that I know I'm called to do down the road. And you know, there's a lot there. There's a lot that I'm sitting with, uh, with the Lord and prayer over it as I walk forward. But then in the day to day of running this business, there is 
you know, the aspects of having to sit down, open up WordPress, actually get into the back end, click around, get uh, a listing, go ahead and copy edit it. Does it make sense? Do we need a new photo here? That, that whole aspect of the work, when I'm doing it and I'm getting really, really, you know, laser focused on those particular tasks, sometimes I do wonder as I get into the monotony of it, is this, does this matter? Does this really matter in the long run? But then all it takes is zooming out and looking and seeing how the entire machinery of the business works together and how important each task that each member of the team fulfills is to the ultimate picture. We work really hard to make sure all of the work that we do is very meaningful and that we are not doing any busy work in our business. We have many things going on as mamas to have any busy work in our business. So every single small task that I have on my task list is there for a reason. And I know it, and we work hard for that. And I'm going down this rabbit trail just to encourage you that if you have latitude for the work that you do in your own business or your job, and you get to have some say over the work that you do, you might use this core calling exercise to ask yourself, is all of the work that you're showing up for in all the tasks that you're doing for your work, it does it, is it ultimately meaningful in the long run? Or are you doing things because that's what other people are doing in a similar business or because it's just some default expectation that you have on yourself? I really appreciate the particular team that we have because Macaulay, Clary, and I, all three of us have that same conviction that our business is here to support our families and to support our long-term goals and that our families and our long-term goals cannot be sacrificed on the altar of this business and of all of the particular opportunities and growth metrics and all the things that we might get into when we're thinking only about the business. But when we zoom out and we look at our lives as a whole, we make sure that everything we do in this business is very meaningful and that it is very supportive of our long-term goals and our family goals. And so in that, whenever I sit down and I look at the actual nitty gritty of what it, what it goes into editing the website and making adjustments on it, overhauling it, it's helpful to just remember that we've already done all of that hard work. We've done all that think work. And yes, sitting here and opening up WordPress is definitely the thing I need to be doing right now. And it is very relevant to my core calling. So if you're ready to dive into your core calling, we have a free download that you can find in the show notes. And this download has really two parts to it, this um, worksheet. One, it has the Venn diagram, which we talked about earlier in the episode, which is really going to help you discern the alignment between your responsibilities and affinities and start you down that path for seeing where your core calling is at today, how you're operating out of it today. It also has key questions on it that will help you to identify your biggest pain points, the things that might be keeping you from leaning into the execution of more deeply meaningful goals or goals that you think resonate more deeply with your core calling. And after you've gone through this worksheet, our hope is that you'll start to get a glimpse into how your core calling is working out in your life right now. 
and to see how that core calling can become your motivation to really tend to and overcome those pain points. You know, those pain points can sometimes be a strong motivation in and of themselves as well. But by getting honest about what's not working and what's standing in between you and living more meaningfully and more intentionally, you'll start to get excited about doing the hard work necessary to make strong, positive change. So that free download that Clary was talking about is going to be such an amazing start. But I also want to remind you that we have the Rooted Goals workbook that just really goes in depth about all of the things that we are talking about in this season of the podcast. And this particular section, the Rooted in Your Core Calling section, will help you to journal through these important questions and give you key insights that will really help you make this part of the Rooted Gold system very practical for you, very specifically. And then after you've gone deep with your core calling, you're going to roll right into setting a powerful, specific, actionable next right step goal that is rooted in that core calling. You can find the Rooted Goals workbook in our shop at evergreenplanner.com. It's a 40-page workbook that will take you all the way from gaining key insights into your core calling, identifying your next right step goal, creating a strong game plan, and adopting a healthy mindset for following all the way through on that goal, even as the seasons of your life shift and change. You can use the Rooted Goals workbook over and over again as you continue to develop and accomplish life-giving goals around the things that matter most to you. We love using the Rooted Goals workbook during goal-setting season in January and often revisit it throughout the year as we set our quarterly goals. And you can use the Rooted Goals workbook anytime that you need to get oriented around what truly matters or troubleshoot conflicting priorities and find peace as you set and execute your next right step goal. 